All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. We got myself, Sporty, and guess who's back? We got Hadley Holland. What's going on, guys? Nothing much. Glad to be back. Not too much. Just another Saturday morning. All right, so we're going to begin with the NFL playoffs. Playoffs start today. Hadley, go ahead and give me, um, break down the bracket, give me your picks and your Super Bowl prediction and Super Bowl champion. Okay, here we go. Um, starting out hot, uh, we're going to go with the Colts over the Bills. Uh, I'll get that, I'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, going to go Seattle over the Rams. I'm assuming Walford's starting. Uh, spouse starts, it's a little different, but Seahawks. Um, I'm going to go Bucks over Washington. Don't see the matchup there. Um, I'm going to go Titans over Ravens, Saints over Bears, and finish it out with the Steelers over the head coachless Browns. Okay. Um. You want me to go next round? Yeah, you can keep going. Yep, you can keep going. Okay. All right. Sadly, I think Colts Road ends against the Chiefs. I think Mahomes is too much. Um, and then the other side of the AFC, I have the uh, I have the Steelers beating the Titans, I believe. Okay. Um, and then I have the the Chiefs winning it all in the AFC. Um, in the NFC. I have uh, the Packers beating the Bucks pretty handedly, and I have the Seahawks beating the Saints, and then I have the Packers winning that, and then I have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl ultimately. Okay, alrighty, it's looking like uh, might be consensus pick with the with the Chiefs here. So, Sporty, go ahead, break down. Um, I'll give you the games this week, and then uh, you can tell me. Um, just what your playoff predict or playoff uh, bracket looks like. So you got the Bills and the Colts. I like the uh, Bills at home. You like, like the Bills. Then we got the Seahawks and the Rams. I like the Seahawks at home. <laughs> football team and the Bucks. I like the Washington football team. Jeez, <sighs> see, I, I I don't know. That's Chase Young. Chase Young is making a point with the state. So All right. Maybe maybe that's a. He is coming, Tom. Yep, he wants him. <laughs> I'm right. coming, Tom. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> he, then we got the, the Titans and the Ravens. Okay, with uh, Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. All right. Bears <clears throat> and Saints. I'll go with uh, Montgomery and Trubisky and the uh, Bears. So that's two maybe head scratchers. Uh, <laughs> Browns and Steelers. Steelers because the Browns ain't out of their head coach. <laughs> Um, so then moving on to the next round, you have uh, the Chiefs and the Titans. I'll take uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs. All right. We got Bills-Steelers rematch of the regular season. I'll take the Steelers in revenge. All right. You got Packers and Bears. I'll take uh, the Packers. All right. And then you have the Seahawks and the Washington football team. I'll take Russell Wilson. All right, now <clears throat> breaking down the final four, you have Chiefs, Steelers. I'll take Mahomes again. Mahomes is the hot pick. Then you got Packers and Seahawks. Yeah, you always got to you always got to pick Brett Favre over Russell Wilson. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Where's he at? Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that was hilarious. Uh, all right, Aaron so yeah, Rod- yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, fellas. Sporty's living back in the That's three head scratchers today. Yeah, head scratchers. <laughs> Just started. <laughs> And then Chiefs-Packers. I'll take the uh, Aaron 
Rodgers and the Super Bowl Packers over the Holmes and the Chiefs. Okay. All right. So that's that's fair. So yeah, consensus pick. You know, Chiefs going to the Super Bowl representing the AFC. Um, for myself, I'll go Bills beating the Colts. I'm gonna go with you know what. Give me. I'm gonna say that. Wolford starts for the Rams, so I'm going to take the Seahawks. But if Goff, you know, like Hadley said, if Goff starts, it's it's going to be the Rams here. Um, I got the Buccaneers over the football team. Uh, that's a pretty easy win for them. I'm going to go with the Ravens over the Titans. Uh, I think that they're, you know, pretty solid team. That they're, they're hot right now, and I think they can pull off the upset. Actually, they're favored uh, they this week, yeah, which kind of surprised me. Uh, I got the Saints over the Bears and then Steelers over the Browns. Looking at um, the next matchup we have, I got the Chiefs beating the um, Ravens and then the Steelers beating the Bills. On the other side, Packers, I have them beating the Buccaneers. I think that's going to be a close game. Um, and then I got the Saints beating uh, Seahawks. So then going to the Super Bowl, I got the Chiefs and the Saints. And then ultimately I have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Um, just like Hadley. So, you know, a lot of, uh, like we said, Chiefs definitely going to come out of the AFC here. Um, fellas, is anybody going to give them a close game, or is it, you know, is it going to be all Chiefs? Hadley, we'll start with you. Well, first of all, Kevin, I just want to uh, relay a flaw that I may have had in my bracket. I actually have the Titans beating the Steelers. Okay, that's fair. All right, yeah. So we, yeah. Um, I have Derek Henry's too much. Right, um, yeah. But anyway, regarding the Chiefs, um, Mahomes is he's a, he's a stud, but they've managed to keep games close all year. Right. Um, I think that uh, just as pickers, like in our world right now, everyone's just going with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's just straight chalk with the Chiefs. Right. And you, we we know here at Chalk Talk that we don't go straight talk. Yeah, you gotta have upsets. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So I mean, I would say. It's, at some point, it, I would not be surprised if someone like the Bills, if they win, you know, showed them that they're here and mm-hmm. won the game. Um, but overall, I think they're too good if they play to their potential. But I, if someone catches them slipping, I could see them losing. Yeah, I mean, def, definitely sporty. What? Uh, give me one team from the AFC that you think uh, can uh, can knock off the Chiefs. Uh, I think if uh, Baltimore can, can knock off. Uh... Tennessee, I, I think Baltimore can give Kansas City a run for the money. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, Kansas City, they've they've struggled at times, um, both offensively and defensively, even though, you know, they can, it seems like the Chiefs can score when they want to and how they want to. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I think the Ravens um, can definitely give them a game and maybe even beat them. Uh, if, if they play the Bills, you know, offensively the Bills are pretty sound as well, so. Um, yeah, all it takes is one bad game from from Mahomes or anybody else on the Chiefs, and I, I think they could go down. But you know, they're just too good of a team to, to almost bet against or or pick against. So, exactly. um, so we're gonna start with uh, the games this weekend. First, looking at the Bills and the Colts. Uh, Bills are favored six and a half. Um, Hadley, go ahead, give me uh, give me a rundown of uh, of this game since since you're uh, since you're the Colts fan here. Yeah, um, any viewer that's uh, listening right now, how in the hell are we just going to forget how good of a season that the Colts had? Right, 
I have seen nothing but Bills picks across the board. And I understand that they're overall, they've been the better team. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's upsets in the playoffs. There are. And I think this is a prime spot for one. I think that Jonathan Taylor's running the ball as well as any running back in the league, and that includes Derrick Henry, which is crazy to say. He just went for 2,000 yards. Um, Josh Allen, I mean, he's still a young quarterback that's played in one playoff game and lost it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what he has in the playoffs. We don't know if it's going to be the same energy. Um, they're kind of shaken up. Cole, Be- Cole Beasley's not, you know, 100% right now. He's probably not even close. Right. But he's suiting up anyway. Um, our defense is better. If Eberflus can give him some looks and confuse him, I think we win this game, and I, I don't see why it's it's such a unanimous decision in Buffalo. Right, yeah. So you so you like the Colts to cover the spread, if not, you know, just the outright winner. Yeah, I, I think I think if we lose, it might get ugly, um, just because a lot of times we don't play uh, all four quarters, and I think that's been the biggest problem with the Colts this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if if there's a quarter we're not playing, I think Josh Allen takes advantage of it. But if we come all four quarters, I think we cover the spread. Right. Yeah. Um, I just want to add, I, I do think, you know, the top seven teams did make it out of the AFC. Um, even though the Dolphins had a, had a really good season, I just, I think they're just missing a piece or two, um, you know, to be considered a top seven team, but um, give them credit for, for a solid season. But ultimately, um, you know, I, I would have been a little bit upset if, you know, if the Colts or the Browns didn't make it just because of, uh, of how good of teams they are as well. So, uh, Sporty. Bills Colts. Who do you think? Uh, who thinks gonna be the game changer? What one player? Uh, I think it's gonna be um, Josh Allen for the Bills. I think he's gonna make clutch throws and also take off a couple times. Quarterback keepers. I think uh, another X factor is a uh, Stephon Diggs. I think he's gonna give the uh, Colts problems all day. Okay. Um, if so, if you were to uh, pick this game for the spread, do you have the Colts covering at uh, plus six and a half, or do, you, or do you like the Bills to win by a touchdown or I got, more? I got the Bills big. I got the Bills thirty-one fourteen. Ooh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> He's like, at least like, all right, that's it. Yep. Cam Newton gets. <laughs> um, yeah, I. It, it's weird that like you see the Bills and Stephon Diggs, and I swear every time he catches a ball, there's no one near him. Like right. I don't know what it is the past couple weeks. Um, you would think that <clears throat> as a defense you're going to double team him, have some help over the top. But I mean, with his speed and stuff, I I mean obviously he's the big X factor. Um, but you know we can't forget about the Colts and how well they played against the Steelers. Um, so I mean I think if the, if that Colts team can can show up and play all four quarters, I think they can definitely you know beat. Uh, cover the spread if not beat the bills um but i think uh i do like the bills to win by seven i'm gonna say 27 20 um if i were to if i were to pick this game so um but don't be surprised if it's you know a closer game than the experts are saying so next we have seahawks and rams i think we all all said about the the seahawks would move on um but you know like we mentioned if if Goff were to play, then it's definitely <clears throat> definitely a better game, and the Rams uh, could pull off the upset in Seattle. So, Sporty, we'll start with you. Um, 
do you think the Rams defense, let's say Wolford plays, do you think the Rams defense will keep the Seahawks in the or the Rams in the game, or do you think if Wolford starts, you know, it's kind of like it's game over for the Rams? I think the Rams defense can can keep them in the game. Uh, I think Rams uh, defensive line might be able to give Seahawks a little bit of trouble. Right, right. Uh, Hadley, what's uh, give me an X factor for this game? Um, my X factor, you would think, um, would be the quarterback, and it obviously at the end of the day, quarterback play matters. But I'm saying DK Metcalf. Oh, a okay. Lot of guys are kind of just taking him and saying, "Oh, well, he doesn't matter." Jalen you know, Rams is guarding him. Well, DK Metcalf is DK Metcalf. The guy is just broke a single season uh, receiving mark for the uh, Seahawks this year. Yeah. Um, he can get it done, and I, I think he's going to catch a few. Not one, not two, maybe three deep balls today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say he hits over 100 yards. I, I think he wins the game for him with Ooh. big catches. All right. So, uh, Seahawks are favored uh, by exactly three points. Um, you know, like, like 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 we said, we all are picking the Seahawks. Are we all going to agree that they're going to cover the spread right at three? Yeah, I mean, at 11.40 a.m., um, as long as Wolford's starting, I say Seattle covers. But right. Like I said, if if Goff gets in that game, I'm I'm taking the Rams to cover. Yeah. That, so whatever happens, you heard it here. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Basically, for me, it comes down to you know Wolford starts, Seahawks win, they're going to cover. If uh, Goff starts, I think Rams win, and well, obviously they would cover then if if uh, they were to pull off the upset. Sporty, who who would you take here in the spread? Seahawks with or without Goff. I think uh, Seattle's receiving weapons are too much. Uh, plus, you got uh, Chris Carson running back, uh, Jamal Adams in secondary. Right. So I'll take uh, I'll take the Seahawks 20, 27 to twenty. Twenty seven. Yeah. I just, can I just talk about the Seahawks real quick? Yeah. I, go ahead. I just want to say their defense is so much better than people are giving them credit for. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were historically bad. I'll give it to you. But they got so many pieces back, and they look really good. So if you think this team isn't playoff ready, they are. They're mm-hmm. be pretty good. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say Seahawks twenty eight twenty four. Typically, I don't know what it is with the Seahawks and the Rams. I feel like that's the score. Always it's always it's always a good game, and twenty eight twenty four seems to pop up. Not necessarily the end score, but it seems to pop up as like uh, a score. You know, at some point in the game. So I'm, yeah. I, I like the. I like that combination right there, 2024. All right, so we got the Buccaneers and the Washington football team. Obviously, football team, uh, it's they're the higher seed, so it's a home game for them. But uh, I think that many of us can agree that the Buccaneers are the better football team. Um, Buccaneers are favored eight and a half. Hadley, go ahead, uh, just quickly break down this game for us. Um, I mean. With the Bucks, you just have an all-around good team, and with the football team, you don't. That's, right. that's the real difference here. I mean, Buccaneers, they have guys on defense that will fly around. you got Levante David, Devin mm-hmm. White. Uh, those those guys are going to fly. Right. And the, the football team is really West Coast. They're just gonna, it's going to be a lot of check downs, a lot of three-yard you know, in routes. Like they're, right. Their offense isn't creative at all. And I think that at the end of the day, it's going to be – I think – Washington might cover the spread here, mm-hmm. 
but I just think those linebackers are too good. I'm going to take the Buccaneers 17-10. 17-10, okay. Sporty, you mentioned him earlier, Chase Young. I'll just uh, we'll, we'll go with a uh, an over under here. Do you think he's going to have uh, over or under one and a half sacks? I'm going to go with over. I would say he had that bulletin board statement. Hey, he he wants Tom, so he's coming. Tom. He's, he's coming for he's coming for Tom. So, um, Sporty, do you think? Uh, well, you have the football team winning. Um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the football team? What, what do you think their X factor is in order for them to, to win the game? Uh, their X factor is, uh, I think, which I think is going to get done, going to get it done. I think their defensive line is going to pressure Tom all day. And it's going to give him fits. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think the Buccaneers, they have too many weapons. Uh, and, and the football team, they just, they don't have, you know, as many weapons at all. So. I like the Buccaneers to cover the spread, and I like them to win 31-13. to 13. Um, Hadley, what's your score prediction? Um, oh, wait, you're, you said 17-10. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Sporty, what's your score prediction? Uh, I like the Washington football team. Uh, let's say 28-24. 28-24. I was going to say, they, they're definitely, in order for them to beat the Buccaneers, I'm going to say the football team, they have any shot at winning. They're going to have to score more than, you know, 28 points because I, I don't I don't think you're holding holding Brady um, you know with all of his weapons so I, I do think in, in order for the football team to win they're gonna have to at least score uh, 28 points all right so moving on to Sunday's game we got the Ravens and the Titans Ravens are the lower seed but they are favored by three um, you know a lot of people had the Ravens winning uh, the AFC North and maybe contending for that one or two seed in the AFC um, Hadley, go ahead and uh, give us a give us an X factor for this game. Um, I mean, you want to say Derrick Henry right. again? Yep. Kind of like the Russell Wilson thing. He's going to be a monster. It's just how he is. But I think the X factor um, to who wins this game is AJ Brown. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. a big play waiting to happen. Um, just in November, I witnessed him in person cook the Colts for a seventy-five yard touchdown and an onside kick recovery for a touchdown. <laughs> Um, had him on my fantasy team all year. That guy is a big play waiting to happen. If Marlon Humphrey um, plays, a, plays a good game, I think he takes him out mm-hmm. and the Ravens win. But, I mean, I just think A.J. Brown's too much. I think the Titans are going to win. And I'm going to go with 31-23. 31-23, okay. Um, Sporty, do you think – oh, here we go. Who do you think is going to have more yards on the ground? Do you think it's going to be uh, the Titans or the Ravens today? Uh, overall, I think the Ravens will have more yards and rounds. Right. I mean, I I could see that as well. I think I think in order to beat the Ravens, like like I previously mentioned in earlier podcasts, you have to make the Ravens. You have to stop the run and just make them throw. I mean, Lamar Jackson, he's, he's pretty solid thrower, but at times, you know, they, they seem to struggle when you know that you take away their run game. Um, Titans, on the other hand, you know, if you stop Henry. Um, they seem to, you know, they seem that they, they, they can get it done through the air um, in some games. But I think, you know, both defenses are going to sell out on the run. Um, but I do like, uh, I do like the Ravens in this game. I think, uh, I think they're going to give Tennessee's defense fits, and I like them to win 
um, 31 to 27. Yeah, I just want to say I think it's time to start uh, being serious about Ryan Tannehill as a perennial MVP. Right. No. Yeah. Um, he's you know he he takes that slack off when you know either Henry's struggling or he's getting shut down or heck if even if Henry's going off you know Tannehill's right there to to back him up and you know give Tennessee a, a boost on offense. So yeah. Um, the one game. I did watch Tannehill and the Titans. I did watch them, you know, play at Green Bay this year. I know it was in the snow. It was kind of tough um, <clears throat> for Tennessee to get anything rolling there. Um, but, you know, outside of that game, I think he's looked, you know, pretty solid yeah. the whole year. So. Yeah, he had a 45 yard touchdown on that game. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do think, you know, he's going to have to, whether it's, you know, third and, third and two, um, he might have to keep it, you know, a couple of times because everyone's going to be. You know, selling out on Henry, so I, I do think he, he's gonna have to keep keep the ball, maybe run for a couple first downs today. So, yeah. all right, looking at the Saints and the Bears, I believe the Saints. This was a regular season matchup, but I think the Saints won twenty four to twenty one, a lot closer than a lot of people uh, had them. Sport, you have the Bears winning this game. Um, you know, after getting demolished by the Packers, um, what's your justification for picking the Bears? back on Montgomery. I think they're going to feed him the ball. I'm guessing 25, 30, 25 to 30 carries. Okay. To keep, uh, keep Drew Brees off the field to, just to maintain clock and the score. Okay. So him and uh, I think Montgomery and uh, uh, Trubisky. Trubisky and the uh, the main receiver for the Bears. Oh, um, oh why am I talking about Allen Robinson? Robinson yes. Yeah. I think those three will control the game for the Bears, and I think they'll pull the upset. Okay. So, uh, what's your score prediction? I think it's going to be higher scoring. I, I think it's going to be 38-31 Bears. 38-31, jeez. All right, so the, so the Saints, they are favored 9.5, so Sporty going with the outright winner. That's another game uh, that I think, you know, Bears, they're going to have to score at least 28 points uh, in order to beat the Saints. So, uh, Hadley, go ahead and Give a little breakdown. What uh, what's a key matchup you're looking for in this game? Um, well, I would say those Bears linebackers versus Kamara. Ooh. Um, the Bears. First of all, I want to say to the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are the better team. I think they should be here, but yeah. they just weren't healthy at the end of the year, so unfortunate there. Right. Um, but with the Bears, I mean, you got Roquan Smith who just flies. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have Trevathan who flies. You have. You have Khalil Mack who gets to the quarterback. They have such a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be enough, however. Tory, the Washington pick, head scratcher. The Favre pick, head scratcher. <laughs> the Bears pick, I think you're on to something. I think they will give them a good game. I think it's going to be – I'm going to go with the Saints 23-21. I think Ooh. the Bears have good enough defense, and I think those checkdowns that Drew Brees has been sticking with all year, they're not going to be – they're not going to work all day. I think they're going to have to go out of it, and I think it's eventually going to be enough to get them to win. But yeah. I think it's going to be a tough win. Yeah, I, I, I think the Bears, you know, I think they're going to – defensively, I think they're going to come ready to play um, the first couple series. But then I, I do think uh, Breeze and, and the Saints, they're going to get it done. I think they're going to, you know, score score a late touchdown right before halftime to put them up by anywhere from, you know, 10 points to 14 points. And then I think uh, I think they take their starters out maybe the first drive at, at the end of the fourth quarter 
and then the Bears score late. So I, I, I like the Saints to cover. I'm going to say 34-21. Um, it's just, you know, tough to go against the Saints. But, you know what? I mean, heck, if, if the Bears can stay on, uh, stay on the field and keep Breeze off, um, it's going to be a heck of a lot closer game. It's Trubisky time, baby. Yep, Trubisky time. We got Steelers and the Browns. Browns, obviously, without their head coach. Um, and they just beat the Steelers, who, you know, sat a bunch of bunch of starters. And the Steelers almost won that game. Give credit to Rudolph for stepping up. And I think he had a pretty solid game. And then, he, heck, even Josh Dobbs got in there for a couple runs. So, um, I know we all picked the Steelers to win here. Uh, Hadley, what needs to happen in order for the Browns to, to win? Uh, what needs to happen is they need to find a COVID vaccine and their coach needs to come back. Right. Because uh, <laughs> without their coach, it's kind of like having, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe you have chicken Alfredo and then you, you just take away the Alfredo sauce. Right. You're okay. noodles and chicken. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's what the Browns have right now. They have a good team, um, but that guy has called fantastic games all year. We have to start talking about Stefanski like we do about McVay. They're both offensive geniuses. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's tough going for the Browns. It's the Browns going to Browns. Yep. Uh, I think the Steelers take this one, and I don't think it's going to be particularly close. I think this is going to be the blowout. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers 31-17. 31-17, okay. Sporty, do, yes. you, do you think uh, – do you think this oh, – here, I'll, I'll give you a – let's go with a little over-under here. Do the Steelers – do the Steelers uh, turnover? Can they cause more than – we'll go We'll go two and a half turnovers today for the Steeler defense. I'm going to go uh, under. I think uh, – yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, obviously in order for the Browns to keep it close, obviously they can't turn the ball over, even if they have, you know, a turnover um, – that's definitely going to be uh, harmful for them, you know, to keep them in the game. Um, you know, Steelers defense, I think they can get after it. Uh, I really think that this is a game where the Steelers, they, they, they need to work on their run game. You know, obviously get the job done and get the win, but they, they need to um, work some kind of, you know, whether it's, um, you know, sharing the ball amongst Connor and Snell and McFarland or, or whatever they want to do, but they just need to, get that confidence back, you know, to, to where they can run the ball. Um, Sporty, who do you think who do you think scores for the Steelers? Uh, or uh, Actually, we'll go. Uh, who has more yards receiving? Is it going to be Johnson, uh, Juju, or Claypool? Uh, I think it's going to be Claypool. Uh, I know last week, I know Sawyer's weren't playing, but he was, he had a good game last week. Uh, Real Fern ball. Uh, deep to him last week. I, I think tomorrow. I think they're gonna. He's gonna win a couple long battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Ben. I think he's gonna throw two, two long touchdown passes to Claypool. So I'm gonna say Claypool with the leading receiver tomorrow for the Steelers. Okay. I was just about ready to ask you. You think has uh, the most touchdown receptions out of those guys? But you answered my questions. You're gonna take Claypool there. Um, so Hadley, you, your score prediction obviously Steelers cover. Uh, Sporty, what's your score prediction for tomorrow? Uh, I think the Steelers are going to score quick and a lot. So I'm going to say 38-21 final. 38-21, okay. Um, yeah, I, I like the Steelers to win big here. Um, 
obviously cover the spread. I'm going to say the Steelers win 34 to 17, and they're going to move on and await, you know, whoever um, for next week. Um, Kev, I have a quick word about the Steelers. Yes, go ahead. So I will say I I do um, lose with with Steelers fans. Your coordinator Feetner is not good. Oh no way, nope. Um, he's not good. He's never been good. Um, it's just whenever, uh, obviously, I would say a lot of fan bases, but particularly the Steelers fan base, when things aren't going well, it's the ship is burning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but but he's never been good. He's never been good, and it's it's about time that uh, people start to realize that. I'm. I will say with Pittsburgh, their receivers are very good. So you guys just go vertical and get those pass interference calls. You guys. Are <laughs> yeah. I got, more, I got a statement to say. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, as Hallie goes, as Hallie said about the UST, not very good. Uh, I'm not sold on uh, Mike Tomlin either. Oh, jeez. Uh, I would say I would put him in the boat with uh, Franklin and Harbaugh. Uh, now what? what? Wow. Those are two just wide spectrums here. <laughs> Those are very <laughs> wide spectrums. They all stand, all three of them stand on signs, but they're all sporting. Okay, well, well that's everything. I don't, I don't know sporting. I'm a, I am a mega hater. I think Tomlin's done a really good job. I, 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 Tomlin, he's done a really great job with what he's had and the situations that he's um, encountered. Uh, you know, uh, Penn State, Michigan, they just had two bad years, and, and, you know, you can settle for this year being an off year just because, you know, everything that's happening. Um, Tomlin, when he has the guys – Okay, I mean, I could maybe see, you know, they haven't won a, maybe a big playoff game in a couple years, so maybe you can revert to that as, you know, Harbaugh not winning a big game. Um, maybe you could say, you know, Penn State, they haven't beaten Ohio State as their big game, so I guess maybe from that way you can kind of say they're the same. But I think those three coaches are completely just different from one another. Um, I would say... Out of all of them, Harbaugh's probably—I mean, obviously he got the contract, but I think he'd be in the hot seat, uh, yeah. not to return. Um, Franklin, it'll be interesting to see how he can bounce back from this year. But Tomlin, no, he's—he's he's definitely, he's staying. He's He's—he's—he's he's, he's staying until I think he—he kind of makes that choice, or unless the Steelers just start, you know, becoming god awful the next couple years once Ben leaves. I would say. Yeah. Um, you know, not having a losing record in, in his career, that's it's pretty impressive considering losing Big Ben last year. So it's where I could see maybe maybe a couple couple areas where, you know, you could make the take where, you know, Tomlin hasn't won the big game in a while. So I could see that being a fair statement comparing um him to Franklin and, and Harbaugh. But overall I think I, I think Tomlin's I, there to stay. I could see the Tomlin and Franklin comparison because I mean both have had really good teams that just haven't taken that next step, right? Which is what Tomlin's done, right? Not whenever, like when he was first there. I mean, he won a Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. yeah. Ever since then, he really has had three teams that just haven't taken that step over the Patriots, just like Franklin over Ohio State. Exactly. So I will say that uh, I do think. Um, first of all, I think the Steelers need to let Matt Canada be their OC, former OC at LSU and Pitt. Um, he's our quarterback coach right now, so that's why you get a lot of these you know, jet sweeps to Claypool because that, that's coming from 
uh, Canada's mindset. Um, but yeah, you can see I see I try to explain this to people, but it's sometimes tough for them to understand. I think personally that it's Feekner's fault, obviously with their offensive struggles, because last year Rudolph, everybody said Rudolph was was trash. He's awful. Okay, yeah, he didn't have good games, but I don't think he's he's terrible. He threw the deep passes in college to James Washington, and he was pretty pinpoint with his accuracy. Um, and with Feekner only allowing him really to you know throw down that check down pass, that's not who Rudolph is. So I think that's why and like where he struggled, he's more of a home run guy where he, he throws the ball down the field. And even when you know Big Ben was in there and Feekner wanted to throw these short passes, it was it was you know both the receiver's fault and Ben's fault. Um, because Ben, you know, he made the throws. They were right there. All the receivers had to do was sometimes catch them, or it was the other way around. Ben had a couple bad passes. So, I mean, it's important, and we saw it last week. If you let Rudolph throw downfield, he's a you know he's a pretty good quarterback. I know they're facing the Browns, but he had one good game. But I think that's important. I've been saying it all year. They need to throw the ball, mix it up, stop throwing you know slants or screens every play. Mix it up. Right. You know, throw something downfield. That way, the defense you can keep them on their toes, and they're not just sitting on quick routes. So it puts pressure on the referees, and that's uh, I hate that. Again, I, I hate to talk like this in front of you guys, but they have been luckier than good this year. Right. A lot of times. No. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to make the referee in a position that they have to make a call, with the way the season's been going, they've been making the call. So right. Throw it downfield, get the penalty. That's fifty-three yards a lot of they, times. It, see, that's that's where they need to change the rule. It needs to be. I, I get it if you if you, you know, pass if there's pass interference downfield, but it should only be a fifteen-yard penalty. Like it shouldn't be yeah. a spot foul. I, I disagree with that that rule. Yeah. Because it, it's not like that guy's automatically going to make the catch if you know if he wasn't interfered with. So it's not. Yeah. It's not one hundred percent. So that's just my quick take on that. All right, switching All right. gears. Uh, to you know we'll go to we'll go to the nba um back on i believe it was maybe december 28th last sometime last week i think so um we gave our top five nba teams as well as our nba finals prediction hadley i'm going to run down your top five real quick you had the lakers nets clippers heat and mavericks um and then in the finals you have the mavericks playing the nets um just go ahead and give a little insight as to why you chose those teams, and if there's anybody who you think deserves to be a top five team now, um, go ahead and explain why. Okay. Um, basically, I'm just going to dive into that finals matchup. Okay. Um, Durant is is back. I love Kevin Durant. Uh, what he did for Golden State was beyond belief compared to what you would think with the way people talk about him. Mm-hmm. Um, He's, he's for real as much as people hate him. He's amazing. Um, Kyrie's a great number two. He's not number one, and we know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's going to get the job done as a number two. I mean, he has his clutch moments. So I think in the playoffs, um, they're just going to be too much. You can't guard Kevin Durant when he gets hot. And mm-hmm. playoff time is his time. Right. Um, but regarding the Mavericks, a lot of, that might be a head-scratcher to some people. For me, I just think Luka is the next... I don't want to say next LeBron because that guy's his own guy. Right. Um, but he's he's going to be the next big thing in the NBA, and I think this year's the year he might take a step. Obviously, I, I make that prediction assuming Porzingis comes back healthy and playing great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they have a lot of good role players. You've got Trey Burke, Jalen Brunson, 
Um, even like Maxi Kleba, all those guys can just hit the shots when they need to. Tim Hardaway. Um, I think they're going to be good enough to, to to beat the Lakers as crazy as it sounds. I mean, um, yeah. So that's what I'm going with. But the team that I think should be in the top five now is straight out of Indiana. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's the Indiana Pacers. Yep. They have been slept on for too long. Brogdon is playing insane. Oladipo is still a bad man. Miles Turner is a block god. Mm-hmm. Warren's not healthy right now, but I mean, you just have so, and Sabonis. Don't even get me started on Demontis Sabonis. <laughs> the yep. guy is insane in that post. Yep. No one watches him, but he's a perennial all star. Watch out for him. Exactly. They have a really good team. Yep. All right, so Sport, I'll give you. Uh, we'll, we'll just go down your top five in your NBA Finals. You had the Lakers at one, then followed by the Nets, Celtics, Clippers, and Mavericks. And then in the finals, you have the Lakers and the Nets, which you know seems to be a lot of people having you know either the Lakers Nets or both in their finals um sport is there anybody right now that you know is, is playing good basketball that you think can keep keep it going throughout the whole season okay I'll say uh, the Celtics you think the Celtics any uh any specific reason or um, or is it kind of maybe just like a group effort? Like, what what do you think is so you know pinpoint about the the Celtics that they can keep keep their uh, you know keep playing some good basketball here throughout the season? Uh, two players uh, I want to mention for the Celtics: uh, Tatum, Jalen Tatum. Okay. He's out. He's out. Uh, Died with the season so far. Right. And uh, another player is. Uh, Guard, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, all right. Yeah, I mean, both have had, you know, pretty solid seasons. Um, shooting the three ball effectively and, and scoring, you know, at will. So, um, Sport, I know you mentioned last, maybe that was last podcast or I think it was last podcast. We talked about some sleepers in the playoffs. Um, you know, the Suns are playing really good basketball. So, I remember, you know, us talking about you picked the Suns being maybe a sleeper come playoff time. Uh do you like, you know, the pieces that the Suns have, and do you think uh, that they can ultimately, you know, still make the playoffs? Yeah, I, I like the Suns. Uh, they got a uh, pretty good backcourt. Uh, you got uh, Booker, right, and uh, the veteran uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, exactly. I mean, followed by Aiton. Um, you got Jay Crowder. You know, you got Aiton and uh, Jay Crowder. Right. You have Cam Johnson coming off the bench, so yeah, I think right. I think they're they're a pretty loaded team. Um, I had the Pelicans as my sleeper. I don't see. I I don't know. I'm not. Last year, I thought the Pelicans were going to make the playoffs. This year, I like what they have. They definitely have the pieces to make the playoffs. It's just I think they got to close out some ball games here, or even you know they can't have you know cold starts to begin games. I mean that's with anybody, but especially them. Um, they were up by I think at least twenty against the Hornets last night and. Somehow ended up losing that game. So, um, I still like the Pelicans to, you know, possibly be that sleeper in the playoffs. Um, Hallie, who, who do you think may, might be a sleeper come playoff time? I mean, you guys have been sleeping on Steph Curry. No, you too. <laughs> um, but all, uh, no finals MVP. 
Kevin Durant came and saved him. I don't want to hear it anymore. The guy's the MVP as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a team that is, let's just say, I don't know how much you guys have paid attention to the Warriors specifically, but they've been playing bad. No, yeah, they, they, they have. Like yep. Bad basketball. They're 5 and 4. Yeah. That's this is bad not, for them. This, <laughs> this is not a Golden State Warriors team that you're used to seeing. This is Steph Curry showing why he is one of the best players on the planet. Right. And Oubre, you need to step it up, man. You can be <laughs> as pretty as you want. If you're not hitting the three, you're, you're out of here. Oubre was. <laughs> well, hey, I do like I do want to mention something real quick about the Warriors. I do like, uh, you know, the pickup of Wiseman. Oh my God, yeah. And I think that I think that's here. definitely probably the best, you know, pick of the draft. Um, yeah, it was a good pickup, but guess what? He's been going off the two. I mean, he's he he's he, he is a rookie. He didn't play um, any you know organized basketball from. What he p- maybe had a couple games at Memphis, and then that whole situation unfortunately happened. Yep, I think he played three. Yeah, so he's and 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 he's the kind of guy where he's just you know he's new to the system. He's going to learn his role. I think he's already you know done a great job. Um, he's going to be you know these first couple weeks. I think he's going to be the guy that you know go get us anywhere from you know ten to fourteen points a game, and and just you know be a rim protector and and get us. 8 to 12 boards a game. So that's going to be his role early on. And, heck, I didn't know, you know, he was efficient at shooting the three ball. So there's another yeah, guy yeah. that you got to you gotta be careful of. So go ahead, back to your point, Hadley. Yeah, no, he, but you, you did great. Wiseman is, is on the come up. I mean, as a rookie, all you can really ask for, especially, like you said, not playing organized basketball for a while, is just seeing those flashes, which I've seen from him. Right. Um. Like, like you said, shooting the three ball. I mean, this this guy's almost seven foot center. Mm-hmm. That's pulling up from three in his rookie year. Right. Uh, you see how dangerous it gets when someone like AD pulls up. You can't stop it. Yeah. So if Wiseman over the years can develop that, alongside Steph, alongside Clay, they got it. They got a great future as mm-hmm. long as those three are in the league. And right. I, I like what we have this year. I think we'll be a five or a six seed, and I think I think even win a playoff matchup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll break down my top five real quick. I had the Lakers, Nets, Clippers, Celtics, and Bucks. Um, you know, obviously, and then I have the Lakers and the Nets in the finals. Um, I wouldn't change my top five. I mean, maybe I put the Celtics, you know, maybe at five, put the Bucks in front of them. You know, that's kind of a back and forth pick there. Um, but yeah, to Hadley's point, I, the Pacers are playing phenomenal basketball. They're loaded uh, with their starting five. Um, a team that I want to mention that's off to a good start, but need, I don't think they're here to stay. I, I do think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to be anything much come playoff time. It's the 76ers. Um, you know, they just, I mean, I granted it is one game, but they just lost to the Nets without Kyrie and Durant. So, and, and they got. They got beat, you know, pretty soundly in that game. So, even though the 76ers are off to a hot start, I, th- I think uh, they're still – I think they're missing – see, I don't know what it is. I think they're missing just one one more piece. Um, a shooter. Yeah, a shooter. That's, they, they need somebody who can shoot for them. Um, and, and, you know, Danny Green, he's a, he's a shooter, but he's a little bit older. 
He's not one of those guys that's like, hey, go start and get us, you know, six threes that yep. he that he can just hit. Danny Green's the kind of guy he he might he might get you five or six threes, but it's not going to be as often as you know as maybe they they might want it. So, um, yeah, they're off to a hot start. The Suns, like we said, are off to a hot start. But yeah, I, there's one guy that comes to mind when I think of the Sixers that is what they're missing. Who? Bradley Beal. Yes, yes, that that would honestly be a great addition for them. I mean, he, he scores inside out. Right. And I, I, if you already have Embiid and Simmons, why not? Exactly. Like, you you need that three ball to keep you in the game. Dude's dropping sixty two points and losing. Exactly. Like, or saying, hey, fellas. What? You think we'll get? You think Bill will get traded at the All Star break? I would hope so. I would. Yeah, I would hope so too. Just for his what sake. What team? Uh, I don't. Yeah, exactly. If the Sixers can, you know, think about this one, they don't even think about it long and hard. It's just boom. We need Beal. They need to realize that they need Bradley Beal. And if they get Bradley, if they get Bradley Beal, okay, you know, obviously top four teams in the East are, you know, the Nets, Bucks, not in any order, but Nets, Bucks, Celtics, and Heat, and then obviously the Pacers. and, you know, one could say, you know, any one of those teams could come out of the East. Uh, but, you know, go, if they get Bradley Beal, go ahead and throw the go ahead and throw the 76ers up in that in that conversation because I think they yeah. could they could definitely knock off anybody. if they As long as they get a shooter. They need the shooter. They need to realize they need Bradley Beal, and they could be um, the, hmm. t- the team to beat. So, I mean, they're 7-2 and two sitting atop the Eastern Conference. Right. Right. So you already have a good team. Mm-hmm. You go get Bradley Beal for some draft picks, which, by the way, in the NBA, draft picks are not what they are in the NFL. Exactly, yeah. People cannot get that twisted. They're looking at OKC and going, oh, my God, they have 12 draft picks. Well, those, a lot of those draft picks are either going to go away because they're protected right? or, you know, they're going to be ladder of the draft and they're not going to be worth anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think you trade some of, some of those picks – Four deal and you go all in this year because if not this year, why? Like when? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I mean, you got Doc Rivers. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Doc Rivers. I mean, he's great basketball mind. So you, you got the right guy, I think, leading the team. It's just they they're missing, you know, some points on the board there. Yep. Um. So we're gonna keep it, keep it with basketball. Last week we talked about uh you know how Dominic and Zag has been, and Sporty you know Sporty and I talked about. You know, a couple of Big Ten teams, you know, Iowa, Wisconsin, that uh, maybe could give Gonzaga a shot uh, or, or a run for their money and come March. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I think we're going to see um, a tournament this year, you know, without, you know, maybe one or two of these teams. Um, and that being the three, you know, blue bloods of college basketball Kentucky Duke and UNC you know both team or all three teams are struggling um obviously Kentucky had a really tough non-conference schedule um but it I think you know here's where you know in college basketball and, and we're seeing it this year when you get a lot of one and dones the team that has in this kind of year when you, where you don't have as many practices and, and you're not familiar with each other, the teams with the with the most chemistry, I think this year, those are the teams that are going to go far come March because they've played with each other and they're still not trying to like learn each other's tendencies and, and get that chemistry down. So it, it makes sense that this is the year that Kentucky, UNC, and Duke are having off years, in my opinion. Um, but 
and, and that's why I think Gonzaga is having you know a pretty solid year. They have a group of guys that have been together. Um, obviously, they don't play as tough as the schedule you know in, within their conference. But uh, Hadley, what's who's a team that you could see knocking off? You know, granted, you know what side of the bracket they're on. Um, who's a team that you think could knock off Gonzaga? Um, I, I've really thought this for a long time. I think Illinois has a great team. Um, and with Underwood, they have a really good coach, too. That's a mm-hmm. guy from SF Austin. Yep. Led a lot of upsets in that tournament. Uh, every year, if you saw FS Austin, oh, yeah. I mean, SF Austin, you're automatically thinking, okay, do I pick them? Because that's who they are. That's, that's right. who he is. Um, but I think, I think they're going to be really good come tournament time. I think the Big Ten in general is just loaded. Oh, they're, they're, they're deep. I mean, I, yeah. I would say, you know, outside of maybe – Penn State, Nebraska. I think anyone in in, in that conference um, can win a game or two. You know, some of the top tier teams, the Big Ten, they could make it. You know, to the Final Four, if not the final. But yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Big Ten, they're they're loaded. I um, mean, even if say Penn State goes on a little run, they get in as a nine seed. I think they could win a game or two. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. They're so deep and so good, and I think I think whoever comes out of that winning the Big Ten Championship. I think they have a lot of momentum, and I, that's probably going to be who I chalk up to win the, the tournament come March. Right, yeah. I mean, Michigan's playing really well right now. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can't forget about Michigan State. Uh, you know, they had a couple tough losses this year. Um, yeah. You know, I think they'll be ready come come tournament time. So, uh, yeah, Sporty, we talked about Iowa, Wisconsin. Um, I don't know if we mentioned Michigan – Michigan Wolverines or not, but they're you know they're another team that's playing well. Sporty, um, Kansas got thumped by Texas. Do you think Texas um, is a team that that could make a Final Four run and and give Gonzaga uh, a run for their money? Yeah, I, I think they're yeah they're Texas playing their best ball out of anybody this year, and I want to mention one more team along with Texas. Go ahead. Who? Is a small town team, but hey, they're in the top fifteen right now. And if they keep winning, they're going to make some uh, national top ten press. You never know. I'll, uh, a shout out to the Rutgers Scarlet Dragons. No, oh, it's uh, wait, are they, are they the Knights or the Dragons? Oh, the Knights. Sorry, fellas. you're thinking you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of Central. Uh, I'm thinking of this, uh, Central, yeah, Central Red Dragons, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, but no, yeah. Rutgers. I mean, heck, they're they're a team that uh, they're playing some good basketball. You know, another ten, or another Big Ten team. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think there's there's a. I mean, obviously, with every year, there's a lot of you know unknowns as to you know what, what team you're picking this year. But uh, and and heck, you got Baylor coming out of the Big Twelve. They're they're a pretty solid team. Villanova, they're top three teams. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity for Gonzaga to lose. Um, but I, I mean, you know, right now Gonzaga's playing the best, the best basketball. They, they had a phenomenal showing in their, in their non-conference uh, opponents. So um, just gets easier from here too. Right. Ex- exactly. And I mean, like, like to Hadley's point, I think the big 10, if I were to pick, you know, a team to knock them off, I would say somebody from the Big Ten is going to be able to knock off Gonzaga. So, all right, uh, we got one more topic here. Monday night we got Bama, Ohio State. Maybe 
shocker to some people at Ohio State's in the final sport. I know you went, you picked them to win last week. Um, we saw really Ohio State control the line of scrimmage both ways, making Clemson one-dimensional, making them throw the ball. Uh, and then really, it really was only a three-man rush from the Buckeyes, and they were able to get to Lawrence. And then offensively, they just, phew, Trey Sermon, man, look out. Here's my question for both of you. Hadley, we'll start with you. In order for the Buckeyes to win, do you, do you think they have to control the line of scrimmage, and do you think they ultimately have a shot to control the line of scrimmage, or is Bama just way too much? Man, I mean, if we were going into this game and I wasn't concerned that Justin Fields broke 10,000 of his ribs, yeah, <laughs> I would say I would say that um, 100% they can control, uh, control the line of scrimmage. Um, but... I think Bama, Saban's too smart, man. He, mm-hmm. he knows that Fields isn't going to be 100% healthy. I think he's going to establish both, you know, both sides of the trenches right. before Ohio State can. And I think if Ohio State wins the game, it's through Justin Fields. Yep. Uh, that's why I'm going to give you the score prediction earlier. Okay. Um, I, I, if, like I said, if Justin Fields is healthy, I'm picking Ohio State to win. I mean, you, you know how I've been on Justin Fields. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to take Bama. I think Justin Fields is gonna have a phenomenal game though. But I'm gonna take Bama 38 to 30. 38 30. Okay. Okay. So actually, the spread is seven and a half. Bama. So you got Bama just covering by yeah, by half a point Bama, there. So. Just covering. All right, Sporty. Um. You know, yes. obviously Fields had a solid week last week, and so did Sermon. Actually, you know, the Buckeyes as a whole uh, unit had a, had a solid game. If they play like the way they did against Clemson, obviously, you know, they can they can keep it close with Bama. Do you think they have a shot to to knock off Bama? I think they're going to win outright. Oh, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, no questions asked. No, <laughs> no questions asked. Jeez, he's he's rolling with the Buckeyes. He's sticking with them. <laughs> All right. Um, I I'm gonna what what what's your score prediction? Uh, I think it's gonna be high scoring. I think Ohio State's gonna win 48. Jesus, Murphy. All right. <laughs> oh, smokes. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, in order for Ohio State to to win, like uh, like a lot of teams, they you know they're gonna have to score like we said, probably 31 plus points in order to beat Bama because Bama one of those teams that can score. You know, like just like the Chiefs, how they want to, when they want to, kind of thing. So, yeah, um, yeah I like Bama to. I like Bama to cover the spread. I, I think they are going to win. Um, I'm going to say, we'll say uh, 38 to, to 27. I, I like Bama to win here. So, um, Kev, just real quick, yeah. you mentioned the name Trey Sermon. Yes. When I saw that Ohio State got him at the beginning of the year, I'm not. Uh, you guys know I'm not. A, Tremendous college football fan. I don't really follow too much in the offseason. Right. There's a lot of sports I like to watch in the meantime. Yeah. But when I saw they had Trey Sermon in that backfield, I'm like, how did they get this guy? Exactly. Like, he was so good at Oklahoma. I I personally thought he was going to be like a decent draft pick. Right. And then he goes to Ohio State. And granted, he didn't do a lot in the regular season. Ex- they yeah. Used Master Kick for God knows why. Yeah. But. Trey Sermon is legit. Oh, I cannot believe they got him, and he—I expect them to have a good team. Right, his his draft stock is is going up just by the just by the carry. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, 
Um, Hadley came out with the, we'll mention this real quick. You came out with the mock draft 1.0 this week. Um, yes, I, I want to look at one, I want to look at Good one, job, I want to look at one Thanks. pick here. Uh, it, and it relates to Alabama. Um, and going back to the Steelers talking about their run game. I saw a lot of people, uh, you know, say the Steelers need to get Najee Harris. Um, as a fan personally, I, you know, it's obviously that's a, that's a great pick for them. I think that they need to get a, a, an outside outside linebacker edge kind of guy or an offensive lineman, and then I think they can you know wait later on in the draft to get a running back. Um, do you think they're better suited off uh, with drafting Najee Harris in the first round, or or do you think you know if he goes maybe a little bit earlier, or if they pass up on him, do you think they can still get? Um, a solid running back and have a have a solid draft. Okay, yeah. So first of all, thanks for coming off the draft. Yep. Going hard on that. Thanks for making it look pretty, Kev. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, thanks for Sporty to recognize it as well. Um, but anyway, I think with the Steelers, you guys have a have a good line. Like Dawson has been so underrated. Right. Yeah. That guy has been amazing for you guys. Um. But anyway, I think with Ben, I mean, I know he says he's going to play, and I fully expect him to next year, but he's he's on the way out. Mm-hmm. His drop-off is coming at any point in time. Yep. Um, I think you start changing the personality in Pittsburgh. I think you start to see right now that you're kind of in this spot where you're throwing the ball and you're not running it at all, and it's either working or it's not. It's kind of like it's not playoff football. Right. Um, so I think at that spot, they're going to try and change their personality back to, you know, power run game. I think Najee Harris might end up being the best running back in this draft class. I know DTN's really good and he's versatile, mm-hmm. but Najee Harris kind of gives me Derrick Henry vibes. Obviously, he's not as huge, but right, yeah. he's a dominant runner and he's angry when he runs too. Um, so I think he's 100% worth a first-round pick, especially that late of the first round. Mm-hmm. Um I would say go ahead and take him in the second round, but I think after Etienne and Najee, there's a bit of a drop off. Right. And if he doesn't go at the end of the first round, he's going at the very beginning of the second round. Yeah. Um, and I don't see you guys straightening up, so that's why I'm saying take him there. I think you can address Edge uh, maybe later in the draft. You guys did a good job finding him in high school. So pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I fully expect you guys to re-sign to three as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's part of the reason why I have Najee Harris being picked. And then, like I said, the cash throw is good. Dodson's good. Building a wave is pretty solid. You guys have a good line. So I just I, – it was more of a best player available. Okay. All right. That's I fair. Make, I want to make a comment after you're done there. Go, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Whenever you're done, buddy. Yeah. He's done. Wait, we're done? Yeah, he's done. Yep. He's done. All right. Um. To go along with uh, Najee Harris, um, yeah, he's he's the best running back in college in college right now. But uh, if they can't if they can't get um, Harris, there's one uh, back I've been thinking about. Uh, his name is uh, Hubbard from uh, Oklahoma State. Oh yeah, Chiba Hubbard. Yeah. So if they can't get Harris, I, I would like for them to get uh, Hubbard in, in the draft for the uh, Steelers. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's yeah, a fair pick. Hubbard's, Hubbard's a guy that um, he definitely doesn't have first round written on him. Um, but I, I would say sec- I would say second round, buddy. 
Uh, first yeah, round. yeah. If, yeah. If they can manage to get him ladder second round, I'd say that's a good pick. I mean, for some reason, I just haven't seen what I really want to out of him. I know he's a monster in college, but I I haven't seen the flashy abilities that I have than say like a Najee Harris, you know, hurdling over defenders or ETN being so consistently good for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, in so many ways, that's the thing that separates him. Chubba, Chubba Hubbard, or, or however you want to say it. You're right, buddy. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I think if you guys can land him in the second round, it'd be a good pick, but um, I, I'm not sure that he's worth the second rounder even. Yeah. Um, so we're going to finish with one quick topic here. Uh, looking at the Heisman Trophy winner, we all picked you know, Devontae Smith. We all thought he deserved it. Um, great season from him. Honestly, probably, you know, end up winning it because of, uh, you know, some may say, you know, Waddle's injury, but give him credit for stepping in there and just going off against, you know, every single team, every single defense. Um, so, so congrats to him. I want to look at Trevor Lawrence. You know, there's been a lot of talk that Lawrence is probably the one of the best players never to win the Heisman. Guys like, you know, Adrian Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald, um, I'm trying to think how I want to word this, but I understand, you know, Trevor Lawrence's situation where, you know, he came in freshman year, probably didn't play enough games to to win it, or from like a from a Heisman standpoint to vote for him. Um, the following year, Joe Burrow has a phenomenal year. This year, he gets struck by COVID. Do you think he's the best player to to not win the Heisman of all time? Hadley, go ahead. Man, um, well, if you're saying names like Adrian Peterson, I don't know that he's the best, um, but he's he's damn good, and I think it's crazy that he's going to go into the NFL having not won a Heisman. Right, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, he really hasn't been such this, you know, tank for Lawrence thing mm-hmm. because of his stats. You know, it's just his, it's, it's, he's a prospect. Right. And I don't think his numbers at time have been good enough to win the Heisman. He's been amazing. Right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he, he's not putting up, you know, seven touchdowns a game. He's often getting benched right. because they, they're too dang good. Yeah. Or, you know, he's getting unlucky like with COVID. So he's, he's definitely one of the best players. I don't know that he's the best player. Okay. Sporty, do you think, uh, do you think he's one of the best players to not win the Heisman? Nah, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say, see, it, it, it's just so tough because of all the things that just kind of like went against him not to win the Heisman was just unfortunate. Um, I, he's definitely up there. I'm, I don't know. Because obviously Hadley, like you said, he, he did get taken out at times because they were up, you know, a lot of points. And then even looking at, you know, Oklahoma with their quarterbacks winning it, a lot of people say Big 12, you know, they don't play defense. So, I mean, it, it's you can make a statement, you know, maybe for another guy who didn't win it. But I, I think he's one of the top guys to, to never win the Heisman. And I, I mean, I don't think that's something that's going to, you know, really upset him because he's more of a, a team guy. I, I mean, in the back of his mind, though, he might get a little upset. But at the end of the day, he's looking to, um, you know, just do well in the NFL. Um, so I do feel bad for him because he did have a solid career at, at, at Clemson. I do. I do think he should have. He he should. I think he he would have won it probably if he would have played the whole year this year, 
but just unfortunately in his circumstance, he, he did not get that chance. So um, that's all we have for today. Uh, Hallie, big game here at 1 o'clock. And yep, about uh, 29 minutes. I'm going to take a shower and uh, put on my jersey and be ready to go for the day. I'm so pumped. There we go. Yeah, big big game here. Uh, we got the neighbor's dogs in the background. If you can if you can hear the if you can hear the barking. Um, Sporty, we got the big steal again tomorrow. So looking forward to that. And right. uh, next week we'll be back to break down this week's or you know look at uh, this week's games and then we'll break down um, next week in the NFL uh, the following playoff matchups. And uh, we'll send it next week. So, hey Kev. Hey, what's up? I'm gonna give one more hammer of the day. Hadley's Go ahead. Hammer of the day. Go ahead. Hadley's hammer. So we talked about Trevor Lawrence not winning the Heisman. I'm taking. I don't know what the hell his name is, but BJ from Clemson. That's oh, that's your, that's your okay. Hammer it. That's your pick for next year. Hammer it. DJ. It's like plus a thousand. You win a lot of money. Right, DJ. Ugalele or something like that. So, or yeah, you, 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 ukulele. We'll hammer it. Hey, Hadley, Hadley. Yeah. Hey, you see uh, Clippers up there, too. <laughs> Nasty to one of Yeah, don't hammer it. That's, that's the non hammer today. <laughs> All right, we'll see you, fellas.